Hi. Hi. Welcome to Lost in the Maze. I'm Corin. I'm Mark. And I started a group a year and a half ago, two years ago, on Facebook that has turned into uh, just over 6,000 people now. So we've decided to make a podcast. We figured we were, you know, getting towards our mid-30s and what else was there to do but make a podcast? We're not mid-30s. Nearly. Don't, don't don't remind me. It's fine. We'll just keep acting like children. It's okay. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. <laughs> anyway, Lost in the Maze is a podcast all about the Boomtown interactive storyline maze. Uh, we're going to be dissecting the puzzles, talking conspiracy theories, and getting hyped for Boomtown Fair and its immersive, interactive, theatrical storyline. If you're here, I imagine you're already aware of it, but as Mark already mentioned, we've got a very active Facebook group called Boomtown Storyline. Uh, We've also set up a new Instagram account for this podcast where we're going to be posting bits as we go along with the different episodes, which is Lost in the BT Maze. Uh, We've also got a Twitter account with the same handle, Lost in the BT Maze. Our plan at the moment is over the next few months, we're going to be talking a little bit about the story so far. We're going to go through the crazy life-consuming pre-game puzzles from last year (laughs) Uh, give you a bit of an idea about where the story's at right now later on we're also going to bring in a friend of ours who's coming along to boomtown fair for the first time this year and is really keen to get into the storyline so we're going to be getting him up to speed and getting hyped for the theatrics and everything that has to offer this year we're also going to start off by um, doing a couple of episodes talking to you guys about what we've learnt at Area 404, the new Bristol venue, over Halloween and New Year. But, you know, in case anyone is listening to this and thinks maybe this is a documentary about mazes rather than anything to do with, with Boomtown, Mark, what, 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 what the fuck is the maze? Okay, so uh, according to Boomtown's own recent marketing... It is the biggest, most beautiful, immersive, experiential, performative celebration in the world. It's a lot of adjectives. (laughs) That is a lot of words that sound really exciting. Mm. (laughs) Um, For anyone who might not know, I imagine most of you listening do, Boomtown isn't just a music festival. Boomtown every year employ thousands of actors to become the citizens of the town of Boom. And every year we get invited to their fair which is boomtown fair the festival and we get to become a part of that interact with them and enjoy everything that the fair has to offer okay so one of my favorite things from the fair last year uh was uh, we brought one of our good friends along for the first time to boomtown and he had no idea what to expect (laughs) and on the thursday night we took him around some of the beautiful sets uh, that make up Boomtown Fair uh, and just showed him what the place was like before taking him back on Friday afternoon once the opening ceremony had happened and you suddenly realised that you know all the windows there's people hanging out windows in old town like beckoning people around there's actors wandering around in the streets the venues are open you can go in and interact and talk to people and stuff like that and it's such a magical kind of like transition within you know while everyone's away at the opening ceremony everything just suddenly comes to life yeah it suddenly just completely comes to life it's like a different it's like a different place like the actors really breathe life into it and make it into something that's unlike 
anything and anywhere else and any festival you've ever been to. Yeah, the the attention to detail and just the the absolutely random things that happen around the fair. <laughs> uh-huh. That, um, for example, uh, so one of my most favourite memories of Boomtown was my first ever Boomtown, and I was hanging out in Mayfair, which is now Paradise Heights, mm. one of my f- most favourite areas of. Uh, every year I've been uh, is Paradise Heights and Mayfair I was waiting for my friend he'd either nipped off to the bar or he was at the toilets or something like that I sat on a bench watching all the people walk through the area um, up the hippie highway and people watching at Boomtown is a particularly special experience (laughs) yeah it's uh, (laughs) the sights you see Um, but I was just sat there and I was watching some of the actors I think think they were on top of the hotel that year um and there's a girl up there dancing with a dressmaker's dummy uh and it's a very you know romantic dance um yet a thing with no arms or legs (laughs) i don't judge i don't kink shame um (laughs) so the watching this girl dancing with this mannequin and being kind of you know it's all very romantic and the door slams open and what appears to be a, a husband or someone else, a, a guy comes through um, and basically an argument happens. The guy grabs the dressmaker's dummy, throws it out through the door um, and then basically they continue having an argument and then he you know, goes through into uh, out of another door and the girl goes and grabs the mannequin and drags it back in, is kind of cradling in her arms and like looking after it. Um and around about that time, my friend uh, comes back and I go, oh, just watch this up there. And yeah, no one there. <laughs> no one there. Uh, but it, it's one of those crazy little bits of detail that bring the city to life, yet has no function, has no purpose apart from it's just some animation. It's just, you know, someone's put time and effort into that. Yeah, but, but there's like... no there's no reason for it apart from it's just... A thing, a bit of animation. Yeah, like happening. that. You know that that won't have been scripted. That won't have been part of the story as such. It's just no. like this little thing that that someone's decided to do. But it all just builds and builds and builds and really adds to the immersion. And yeah. the immersion is the whole thing. Like that's what the guys who make Boomtown really, really try and achieve is this amazing immersive experience. And the detail everywhere is just incredible exactly it's little things it's just like little window sets that you walk past and there was like a loads of bizarre food that they they'd made <laughs> and and put in the window and stuff like that and it's not like a phone you can pick up that says something in a little tunnel you can walk through and then there's a room inside yeah and... there's like that uh, last year there was a, a comic book shop and it was a tiny little door that you had to go through oh, and you God, walked yeah. into there it had no pup there's, there's nothing unless i missed something massively there yeah, it had no like, purpose it was just just signs and posters and dioramas and just things that they've created that aren't things that actually exist but they just create another yeah. layer of the tapestry of the story and one of the things that we we tell people it's not a festival in a field where they put a couple of stages together oh, God, no. like it's it's like being on a movie set sometimes there's like the the way that you always describe it to people who haven't <laughs> been uh, Adult is, Disneyland. Exactly. And that's such, such, such a valid description. Because like, I remember the first time, I've not been to, to American Disney, but I went mm. to um, Disneyland Paris. And like you walk into Disneyland and there's music coming from nowhere. And there are like Disney characters walking around and there's little like set pieces going on. And Boomtown really does feel like that. Yeah. It really does. 
people are going to disagree with me, I know, but I think we get too good a deal on the ticket price. Having an understanding of how much it takes to do all that stuff and it, you know, such a stupidly large amount of their budget will get burnt on actors. Yeah, and I think set design I think, um, build. I think some people who who go who don't kind of get involved in the story and really realise the the different layers of mm. what exists at Boomtown sort of look at look at the money that you pay for it and think, what am I what am I getting for that? And I think sometimes people focus so much on the lineup and they don't see this other stuff and like the amount of, of time and effort and thousands of yeah. hours of work and thousands of people's work that creates an experience unlike anything else. And like, oh, talking about immersion last year and the pregame and the puzzles that all happened early mm. on. So if you're listening to this, you probably remember, you were probably a part of it at the time. We're going to talk about all the things that happened before Boomtown last year in a later episode. But Mr. Bliss's bloody cloud puzzle. <laughs> so <laughs> just uh. quickly, I, some of the uh, some of the actors created Instagram and Twitter accounts for some of their characters mm. in the pregame last year. And Mr. Bliss, who runs Momentary Bliss in Paradise Heights, put up some, some pictures that had clouds as a background and you had to try and it was all to get a password to get into a secret bit of his website and we were in bed one night and I had to be up at the crack of bloody dawn for work the next day (laughs) and we're lying there talking about it because it's been all we've talked about for like two weeks and we suddenly realised that maybe if you turn the pictures around that the clouds make one entire picture and maybe that'll give us the clue to what the password is so it's like 11 o'clock. We end up getting back out of bed again, printing out all these tiny little squares of paper, cutting them out and like sitting there and sticking them together and finally cracking this password. And like that's what this does to you. Yeah. That's what... The, 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 the adrenaline rush and the, the sudden, like, <laughs> sudden jigsaw piece. The reward piece is something of, else. Yeah, that's it. And it's one of the things I've tried to... to get people to do in the storyline group is to not ruin it and let everybody have their moment yeah. of going like you know there's something there you need to find it just keep at it you will you'll find it eventually and that sudden moment where they go actually i'm so glad you didn't help me on this i'm so glad you just kind of nudged us in the right direction yeah and 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 that Absolutely. that moment is just such a, a dopamine hit of like this is i'm so proud yeah. i got this and then there's you know that's amped times a thousand when you're actually at the fair and you start interacting with real human well actors but real people (laughs) and solving puzzles and finding different people and finding different bits out like the the, just the joy and the excitement that you Mm. get from that is something utterly incredible it's really nice to like build a rapport with the actors and go back year on year and you know be welcomed back by them you know if you make an impression on them they're probably more likely to perhaps remember your name but also, like, even if you've never, ever done any of it before, they're all really good at kind of, like, picking you out of a crowd and being like, ah, you, and then involving yeah. people who who maybe have not even thought about being involved in it before, which is which yeah. is pretty cool. Even if they don't know you, they're going to make you feel welcome. But, oh, it's so, glad, so good to see you back again and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that's what Boomtown do so well is that they create this 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 city and it feels like a city and a community that involves everybody and it's why people keep coming back year on year and why people get so excited about it and why people say it feels like coming home because you do feel like a part of it you feel like a citizen you feel like you live there and it's just the most 
wonderful like inclusive experience yeah definitely definitely feels like coming home after a long time away yeah absolutely so on the boomtown fair website they have a section called the story which has got like summaries of every chapter of boomtown so far so this year's chapter 12 so the last 11 years of boomtown fair it's got a little summary of the storyline so far every year what's happened like the main sort of plot points They've also got links there and then stuff on their YouTube channel to the after films. There's some stuff on there, extra bits about the theatrics as well. I think there's some theatrical after movies as well, aren't there? Yeah, the theatrical after movies are, are really good because it sums up the story and sums up what we've done in the story that year. Um, they don't have them for every year though, do they? No, I'm pretty sure they're from chapter eight onwards because I think it was the chapter eight video that made me be like, I, I want to go to this. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a part of that. There's no, You don't need to know, I think, everything about every part of Boomtown's history. Uh, for example, I joined in Chapter 9. I wasn't around for the Josie, Jos- the... Um, Jose. Jose. Jose, <laughs> sorry. Do you want some jalapenos on your pizza? <sighs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, anyway, um, you don't need to know everything about what's happened, but it certainly perhaps gives you a little bit of an idea of what's goes on. Everything's not normally linked to previous years massively, but there's a bit of an overarching, arching rough storyline. Yeah. You know, there's always there's some nice little callbacks and stuff though, and some yeah. nice bits that they kind of put in for the people that know, which is always mm. quite quite nice to be a part of. So yeah, all that information's on there on their website if you wanna you wanna have a look at it. If you're interested, we're gonna go over sort of the, the pre-game stuff from last year and kind of get you up to date with kind of where the story's at now over the next few episodes of the podcast. If you're interested in a bit more of the stuff from last year in more detail, Mark also started a blog where he's posted some stuff about the pre-game thing last year and, and his sort of adventures in the storyline. Uh, which you can get to from our Facebook group. Or from boomtownstoryline.wordpress.com. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice <laughs> little URL drop there. So kind of the the pre-game for this year sort of already started. Uh, yes. Yes, it has, he says, looking at what's going to be on one of our next recordings. He's <laughs> discussing the diary that I picked up at Area 404. Yeah, that's, that's an entire weird. episode on its own. Um, <laughs> Episodes. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, in the next episode, uh, we're going to talk about Area 404, the new Bristol venue, and mm. the sort of aspects of the storyline that have been revealed through that over Halloween and New Year's Eve. Like you, We went separately, actually, to the Halloween event because <laughs> you were out the country for work for the first one. I just didn't want to go with you. Yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> It's all right. I've got other friends. Um, now you went with our friend Toby, who has not been to Boomtown before, had no idea what to expect, and he's coming to Boomtown Fair this year for the first time. Yes, and we're going to bring him in from probably episode four of the podcast. Um, I'm going to say yes, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> we've planned this um, to kind of give a little fresh perspective and get him up to speed on the story and get him hyped for what he's going to experience at Boomtown Fair this year. But yeah, you went to 404 with him and he was completely mind blown when you walked in. <laughs> I kind of did say that it was like, 
I feel I might be recognised here and kind of gave him like a little bit of information of like, yeah, kind of infamous. Um, <laughs> and as I walked in, I got recognised. <laughs> Mark Jefford, this is all your fault. I felt terrible. Absolutely like terrible. Blessed, then. I felt absolutely terrible about that whole interaction. <laughs> was like, where were you when we needed you? I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know. At home? <laughs> yeah, at home. Uh, yeah, but no, we're going to get more into both of our, ex- well, mostly yours, but both our experiences at Area 404 in the next episode and talk about the diary that you may have seen on the Facebook group after that. I think we've probably waffled enough intro stuff for today. Waffle? That's a good idea. Well, we should get some waffles. We should get waffles. Yeah, let's go and get waffles. But anyway, we will be back in a couple of weeks with episode two. So for now, we will say goodbye and get some waffles. Hmm. Bye. Bye.